from CBS News Bay Area. This is the Afternoon Edition. Right now on the Afternoon Edition, widespread outages and damage almost a day after dangerously high winds blew right through the Bay Area. This brand new look from a Redwood City tree in Peninsula where tens of thousands of lights are still off and that tree is still on top of that roof. Good afternoon. I'm Ryan Yamamoto. And I'm Amanda Starantino. We're getting a new look at the widespread wind damage. Crews are at work at this Fremont apartment complex. Take a look at this. People were forced out of their homes on Maui Avenue after this tree fell over yesterday. Crews started to pick up debris and cut down limbs from the roof of the complex. So let's get to first alert meteorologist Jessica Birch and Jess. It's still a first alert weather day. We've got some really cold weather we're watching and yeah. are those winds going to be sticking around anymore too? You know what's interesting about this storm, the winds are a lot weaker than yesterday during this time alone. However, the next big concern for us, well, yes, we are dealing with cooler temperatures like you said, Amanda, but to add to that, we're also seeing a lot more rain and snow in the forecast heading into the next couple days. Taking a live look at the first alert Doppler right now, there's some cumulonimbus clouds just off in the distance, mostly offshore. We've been seeing some patchy clouds, some sunshine throughout the Bay Area, but that wind advisory is still in effect until 1 p.m. this afternoon. That will expire. However, we are still left with some breezy conditions for the next couple hours along the coast and even along the peninsula. Anywhere up to 30 mile per hour wind gusts are expected, but like I said, yesterday, just around this time, we were seeing it anywhere up to 50 miles per hour. So a lot less than yesterday, but we're not out of the clear just yet. Now that'll be the case for us heading into this evening. I want to fast forward future cast though, just a little bit so you can see what's to come. This is this evening, still some hit or miss showers, right? Overnight lows are going to dip pretty chilly. And then by tomorrow, heading into the evening hours for our Thursday forecast, that's when that big storm will sweep its way in. Overnight lows at that point will dip below freezing. That's going to allow for snow up in those higher elevations. Snow levels right now still expected to be around 1,500 feet. This is in a Friday morning during those commute hours. So we'll talk more about the storm coming up in just a bit. But for now, back to you. All right. Thanks, Jess. People all over the Bay Area still without power. Here are the latest numbers from PG&E. At last checked, about 60,000 people were still in the dark. The biggest impact happening in the peninsula with more than 40,000 customers without power. San Francisco seeing the least amount with 1500 and PG and crews are now working around the clock trying to restore their power. Our very own Joss Moran joins us live from South San Francisco where we just got an update from the utility on their uh, from the utility on their progress. Jocelyn, what can you tell us? Yeah, Ryan, we are seeing some PG&E crews here working to restore power, but this is an area that got hit hard. We'll show you why. This is one of the homes that we are really uh, seeing be affected by this. You could see the root of that tree there. Well, that tree just completely fell over and actually knocked out one of the power poles there. So we actually got an, in a better look, a closer look a few minutes ago. So we're going to show you some of that video there. PG&E is telling us that they have to come in and set up an entire new pole here. So we are seeing crews. This is in the area of Nomitas Avenue. More than 100 people are being affected by these power outages as far as this area. So they are working to restore power here. But overall, they're telling us that they've had 78 instances of trees down and more than 100 poles damaged. The peninsula saw some of the worst of this. Thousands are still in the dark and some are nearing 24 hours since they've been without power. We asked the PG&E regional vice president for the Bay Area when power could be restored. We don't have, uh, I don't have a time frame for when all of the work will com be completed. Um, right now, uh, the challenge is um, what additional weather and outages will continue to see so it's, it can be rolling. Um, but uh, we do expect 
uh, you know, we're really trying to, we, we focus on three priorities when it comes to restoration. The outages that are the largest, and we have several that affect several thousand customers, so there's a lot of crews focused on those. Customers who've been out of power the longest, these customers are approaching 24 hours. That is really a high priority for us uh, when customers start approaching that number in the storm is to make sure that we can get people back in 24 hours. All right, so you heard right there, there are concerns, one of that being just what we are going to see in the next couple of days. Here in this area, these trees are on the hill are also of concern because you can see at least this specific one here is swaying back and forth with just the wind here. And the wind right now was is not nearly as bad as it was yesterday. So still some concerns here. You heard them there talking about, you know, as far as those outages, thousands are still in the dark. Their priority are those areas that have the largest power outages as well as people who have been without power power the longest, right? I'm going to be completely honest. I have not had power since yesterday mm. at around 1 p.m. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of frustration, even just to people we've been talking to around the area, frustration. But of course, we're going to keep you updated because we know people want their power back on. Yeah, hopefully you get your power back on and everyone else gets their power back on, especially as we're about to hit that cold snap. All right, thank you, Jocelyn Moran, reporting live in South San Francisco. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, turning to Santa Cruz County, a one-year-old baby is now in critical condition after a falling redwood tree crashed into a Boulder Creek home. This all happened after 6 last night along Bobcat Lane. Fire crews had to free the baby after the tree pinned that child down. We're told he's in the hospital and breathing on his own. Six other people had to be rescued. Meanwhile, Novato police are now asking people to shelter in place because there are still too many down power lines. Right now, Wilson Avenue is still blocked in both directions from Hanson Road to Doris Avenue. And we have some pretty crazy video from Sonoma County where a falling redwood tree split a home in half. This house is in the Camp Meeker neighborhood. A neighbor says the family was inside the home and the tree barely missed them as they were cooking dinner. I dove under this car <laughs> and, and a branch uh, broke and hit the car, but yeah, it was scary. You can stay with CBS News Bay Area for first alert weather coverage over the next few days, and we're always on at KPIX.com. All right, now to some other top stories. CHP confirms three people are dead in Fairfield after a high-speed chase ended in a crash. This all started in Vallejo. Officers were chasing a Hyundai. Police say it was involved in an armed carjacking. Police say the car was going around 100 miles an hour when it crashed, trying to exit the freeway at Season Valley Road. A San Francisco community demanding enough is enough. Some organizations gathered today saying the Mission District is at an all-time high crisis and they want Mayor Breed to take action. Groups including the Mission Merchants Association say home invasions, car break-ins, open drug use and violent assaults are increasing in the Mission. They say a 78-year-old teacher was the most recent victim in an unprovoked attack after leaving the 16th Admission BART station. A translator spoke for the victim, saying she's most worried about how this crime impacts children. The children every day have to grow up seeing things happening in front of them, drug sales, drug usage. They see people using the, going to the restroom right in front of them in public sidewalks. And it's something that's not good for their mental health and that children should not have to see. Well, graffiti blew up around San Francisco during the COVID pandemic, and business owners have struggled to keep up with city mandates to clean it up. But as Lauren Tom shows us, the city is doing something new to try to help. In just a few minutes, this graffiti will be covered up. This is a new face for us. 
but it will be on repeat because of the place where it's at. Lamar Simpson is part of a new public works team tasked with getting ahead of graffiti, but they're already preparing to return to this location that's considered a hot spot in the Mission District, but that's only fueling their effort to prevent it. We're going to respond faster. We're the city. We got enough paint. Right. They got to spend for it, so they're going to run out of money before we do. Until now, covering up graffiti was a headache for residents and business owners who would be served with a violation and given 45 days to cover it up themselves before being fined about $1,000. But the city has granted $4 million to this pilot program over the next two years to cover up graffiti throughout the city with no cost to the owner. In the first two months of the program, they received nearly 250 requests and they can respond in about a week. While Ed Henhen owns this building and several businesses nearby that have been the subject of graffiti. From good to bad, from bad to worse, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. Lately, it's been like every day, every week, every other week. It's like day, night, you know, they don't care anymore. He's owned this market in the Mission for about 30 years, and he says the uptick in graffiti has turned customers away. We can save some time and some money on paint as well, because, you know, paint is expensive, it's not cheap, and time you know, so it's, it helps a lot. It helps a lot, actually. In his 10 years with Public Works, Simpson says this is some of the most rewarding work he could do. I know I'm helping the city. I know I am, especially when I get through with the, with the job. All in the name of bouncing back and beautifying San Francisco.